time I was like three, four years old, I asked my mom a question. And I said, why did you name me after a religion? <laughs> and uh, she explained to me at that point that I hadn't actually been named after a religion. And I'm still not sure why she named me after this individual, but apparently I have the name Christian because of Dr. Christian Barnard, who pioneered the heart transplant surgery, okay? Uh, and on, so on December 3rd, 1967, um, the heart of a young female accident victim was transplanted into this middle-aged guy suffering from heart failure caused by coronary artery disease. He lasted 18 days. It was a good first try, right? <laughs> the second one um, was a little more successful, and that person lived 18 months on that heart. And in Ezekiel today, we read, get yourself a new heart, <laughs> right? A heart transplant, but not the physical kind, the spiritual kind. The removal completely of the old. The old one is out. The new one is in. There's nothing left of the old. Cast away your sin and live, is what God says. So, this Philippians passage ties into it very beautifully. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be exploited but he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, the incarnation. He humbled himself and became obedient even to the point of death on a cross, so that we could have that new heart. So that we could have that new heart. So when we humble ourselves before God, we acknowledge our sinfulness, we recognize our need for a Savior, we become born again, and we receive a new life and a new heart. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. There's nothing left of the old. The new is here. Coming up in November, we're going to be learning about sharing our stories and sharing how God has given us a new heart. What our life was like before. How... We received this new heart, this new life in Christ, and what our life has been like since then. Everyone has a story, and everyone has, if not that whole story, they might have the beginning of it, or maybe the beginning in the middle of it, but not the next part, where they're still learning and growing into that. And so I've asked S. Skip, actually, I think it was Monday, uh, if he would share his story of how the Lord has worked in his life with a new heart. So he asked me on Monday, which means I haven't slept for six nights. <laughs> and this is not the beginning part of the story. This is not where I came to Christ. This is a later part of the story where God did yet another work of a heart transplant. And I think I can do this. So be careful what you pray for. Because you might get it, but it might not come the way you expect. About 15 years ago, maybe, I remember earnestly praying and saying, Lord, I want to be a warrior for you. 
And in my head, you know, I got Aragorn from Lord of the Rings with a Claymore broadsword going out to vanquish, I don't know. That's not the kind of warrior God uses. But I didn't think about that at the time. I was just, I was sincere. And um, I've been a Christian for decades of various degrees of zeal. Um, in my youth, it kind of came and went. But later on, it kind of solidifies, and you, you work into it, and you grow into it. But I didn't have a lot of compassion. I didn't have a heart of stone, okay. I more had a heart of wood, I think. And when I say I didn't have a lot of compassion, if you were, if you were my friend and you made some stupid choices in your life, I would say, well, uh, bad choice. Let me know how that works out for you. I got things to do. <laughs> and that's, that's where I was at for a long time. Well, I learned that that's not the kind of heart you need if you're going to be a warrior that God uses. Because the only kind of warrior God uses are prayer warriors. And if you're a prayer warrior and you have a heart of wood, you don't care about anybody, so you don't pray. Which means you're a really lousy prayer warrior. <laughs> so you need a new heart. Well... Thirteen years ago, plus change, I was calling a friend of mine for a completely neutral conversation just before a church meeting I had to be at, but I looked at my son, yeah, I got ten minutes, I can do this. And just started the conversation, and my friend starts telling me about another friend, a third friend, who was very, very dear to both of us. And somehow this, this bit about my heart doesn't care, this person slipped in under the radar and I actually did care. And my friend starts telling me about decisions that this person has made. She threw Jesus under the bus turned and walked away, was making a whole lot of choices that are going to be giving baggage for the rest of their life. And at 6.50 p.m. on the 17th of February in 2010, God ripped out my heart. And he gave me a new one. And it's a heart that cares. I'm here to tell you that stinks. My other heart was a lot easier. I could just say, yep, good luck with that, I'm on my way. Doesn't work like that now. I have asked God more than once to have my old one back. And it doesn't work. Not getting it back. For better or worse, I have to spend the rest of my life learning how to drive this one. And it's a lot different. And I gotta say, on the one hand, 
it's a lot tougher. I realized I used to view life in black and white, kind of. And now, it's color. It's a lot better, but it hurts a lot more. But it's a heart that God can use. Am I a warrior? I hope so. I know I pray with a lot more conviction than I did 14 years ago. It is a much tougher walk than it was, but it is a much richer walk than it was. Where have you seen God at work in your life? Do you have any joys? Do you have any concerns? How can we, how can we lift you up before the Lord today? Yes. My surgery went super good. So she is out of me and mobile. And today's her birthday, so. <laughs> 25. <laughs> 25 forever. Yeah. <laughs> We rejoice with you. We're so glad that it came through well. Yeah. I appreciate all the prayers. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mm. Anybody else? Anything? Yes. Um, Grace heard back from her job interview, um, and they are restructuring, which I so I have a feeling her position she was interviewing for is no longer even there. Um, so um, we'll pray for to be shown um, and the willingness to not come. Amen. Okay. Anyone else? Anything? Yes. I'd like to thank everyone in the community for prayers for my mom, Mary Jane. Um, the good news is uh, she's now eating on her own and within a day or two they'll take her from ICU to a step-down unit. So uh, small but measurable steps in the right direction, and the ask is for continuous prayers for her healing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. Yes, Pat. Um, well, I've been blessed with two more great-grandchildren, a boy and a girl. Wow. That makes ten. Cool. Congratulations. That's cool. This is very expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Others, anything. I have two two joys to share with you. Um, one is um, we were able to help some. We as the church, we were able to help someone with their rent two weeks ago. Uh, their husband passed away, and uh, they had lost their job, and they were spending all of their time up at the uh, the hospital with their with their husband, and then finally at the Jack Burns Center uh, with their husband and. And so this, this woman obviously didn't have any income to speak of and, and whatnot. And, and so we were able to write a rent check to help her out. And we wrote it to the land, landlord who wrote us a thank you note and just said, you know, thank you very much for taking care of this person. This person, uh, you know, is, is well-deserving of, of assistance and we're going to continue to work with them. And we hope that they will make a connection with your church and start coming. 
So it's just interesting, you know, how things get out into the community and how the Lord might use that in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing to share with you this week, as part of a community unit at Albert Bridge School, the kindergartners and the sixth graders came to visit. And um, it wasn't a day that I work. So I came in and I was able to say to them, I'm not here as your music teacher. I'm here as the pastor. And you're here visiting the church because it's a part of the community. So if you have any questions about God, go for it. <laughs> Those kindergartners, man, they have some deep thoughts and some good questions. They were very respectful of the space. They appreciated being here. The sixth graders also were in here. They sat right in these front pews. And they, um, one of the masses, they could come up and sit in the bishop's throne. <laughs> you know, and, so you know, some kid is going to remember that forever. <laughs> but... What was memorable for me was this one young lady who sat right there and she grabbed a pew Bible and she didn't participate in any of the questions or anything like that. She cracked it open to Revelation chapter one (laughs) and for the 35 minutes they were here read, made it to about chapter four and a half (laughs) and um, afterwards I, I said to this person, I noticed you were reading from Revelation for the whole time. How was that? Uh, Mr. Hubner, I don't understand. I I couldn't put it down. It was amazing. And um, so she like kind of sadly closed the Bible and puts it down on the pew because her class is leaving. And I said, do you have a Bible at home? She says, no. So I said, hang on, hang back. And so I ran into my office and I keep a stash of Bibles on my desk and I gave her a nice leather bound. Um, It happened to be an NIV. Um, And so... Now, I don't know if she went home and read the rest of Revelation. I haven't seen any parent emails yet. <laughs> but amazing how the Lord would use something like that. You know, the Lord is, is certainly, as someone mentioned to me this week, uh, pursuing her if she had that kind of hunger for reading Revelation. <laughs> so, anything else to share before we pray? All right. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for how you're always working for your power in our lives. Uh, We thank you for the testimony of um, Skip receiving a new heart. And Lord, may we see ourselves in that testimony and how you work and move in each one of our lives. We give you thanks for healing. We give you thanks for successful surgeries. We give you thanks for um, recoveries that are taking place. Uh, Lord, we pray for those that are seeking employment, uh, for open doors and willingness to walk through them. God, we pray for those who are suffering from grief. We pray that you would be present with them powerfully in this time. Uh, Lord, uh, Ian has asked us to pray for him as he uh, is working with a situation in Peru. We ask for godly wisdom that you would season his words with um, your love and your justice, with your salt, your light, and your truth. Lord, we lift up to you this church family that you would continue to draw us together in unity that we would lay aside our sin and live, that you would increasingly move in power in our midst, in our personal prayer lives, in our desire to read your word, in our corporate worship, creating us a hunger for the opportunities that we have to study your word and to fellowship together. Lord, we ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to be receiving the offering today as we sing an offertory hymn.
So the words are going to be up on the wall, so you won't have to worry about something in your hands while you're trying to um, present your offering to the Lord via the plate. Uh, then following that, we're going to be singing the doxology, and then we will enter into um, communion liturgy. So is anyone available to come and help receive the offering today? Oh, great. Here we go.
Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is right, our duty and our joy, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Sanctify them by your word and Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Sanctify us also that we may worthily receive this holy sacrament and be made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. In the fullness of time put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us with all your saints into the joy of your heavenly kingdom where we shall see our Lord face to face. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, 
by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed upon him in your heart by faith and with thanksgiving. Thank you. 